coffee from Starbucks. She has pl- she is caffeinated she is and caffeinated. she is ready to go. <laughs> Raring and ready. Raring and ready. We had a full uh, therapy session before this. Yeah, I got it all out. Now we're ready to talk about some murder. Gruesome. Because that's how we do this. We do this. We get emotionally raw, and then we start talking about gruesome stuff. How else would one do it? How else? That's how we recover. That's how we recover, basically. So if you didn't know when you clicked on this episode, this is, you're listening to Cookies and Crime. This is Renee. And this is Mindy. And very unhinged. Very unhinged. I'm excited for the commentary, though. Let's bring it on. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'll keep, yeah, I'll keep you well. St- <laughs> this, is, this is what happens. It's strange, like. Supply the caffeine. Yeah. Like She's ready to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> my, my precious. <laughs> okay. So here in Cookies and Crime, um, Mindy brings the cookies or whatever yeah, snacks. Got, oh, listen. I'm real excited about these treats today. She's got fun ones. Yeah. You got fun ones today? No, I picked them out and I was like, oh. Like. It's going to be the highlight of the episode. I'm excited. We're going to do that at the end, so don't get too excited yet. Just wait, because Renee's first got to bring the crime, which I will. Um, is this another cold case? This one? Okay. Um, technically, no. Yes. Technically, no. Okay. Legally speaking, it's been closed. Okay. Kind of. Um, do we know who did it? I know who did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Renee knows who did it. Um, I want to just start this episode. I feel like the need that to do this now for some reason is uh, to start off with a trigger warning. It, this case talks a lot about potential domestic violence. So I realize, though, like when you're listening to true crime, at least when I'm listening to true crime, I don't really listen to the trigger warnings. I'm not I'm not an easily triggered individual anyway. We seek out the darkness. We seek out the darkness. <laughs> When, when you're uh, obsessed with true crime, you've got a certain threshold for this kind of yeah. stuff. So, But if you're sensitive to that, please be aware that that's yes, yes, stuff like that. Take care of yourself first. Murder will be discussed. Violence will be discussed. All that stuff. Uh, Mindy is probably going to swear because she's caffeinated and reactive to. This is Mindy after <laughs> <laughs> We're here for it. But plug plug the ears of those children. No, kids should not. No, please don't. under the age of, I don't know. Are we PG-13? PG th- I feel like when PG I was 16, 16, I would listen to this and I'd be like, I think. Yeah, probably. I'm okay, if you're... <laughs> if you're... If you can drive a car, you can listen to this. That's it. That's it. That, no. Legally speaking, you should probably not listen to this. All right. Well, this case today is about Ellen Ray Greenberg, whom I will refer to as Ellie, because that's what her family called her, and that's cute. And there's another Ellen in the case, so I don't want to get it confused. So Ellie was an elementary school teacher. She was super adorable. She had the prettiest smile. She was a great teacher. She was the kind that was really compassionate and really made you feel seen and heard. All of her kids adored her, okay? And when she was absent, they noticed. And other teachers noticed because the kids' performance went down when she was not. Um, I'm not totally sure. I want to say kindergarten. It's young kids. It's elementary. Uh, it's elementary school. Yeah. So they're they're little little babies. Um, she around this time she was engaged to be married to a man named uh, Sam Goldberg, and she was like excited. She was all into the wedding planning. She's a little bit anxious, but you know she's got because she's got the job going on. Sure. When you're working full time and you're trying to plan a wedding, yeah, that's that's a lot. Planning weddings is such a ruckus. Like it's such. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's stressful. 
Yeah, yeah. It was, st- it was still a lot. And if you're d- and being a teacher is hard. You have to do like lesson plans and stuff like that. And it's you don't have when you're when. Oh, so I used to work at a school, mm-hmm. and all my teacher. I was not a teacher, but all my teacher friends literally, their work never stopped because they yeah, had to, they had to do all the lesson plans. They had to do all the grading. Mm-hmm. Like, and you get paid for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like all extra stuff. It's your whole life, basically. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard of some who have really strict work-life balance kind of personal rules, but I think even I, even when you've got those, that if seems like a, a hard job. Teacher, you got really it tough. You got it tough. So, you know, shout out to you teachers out there. On, the, on January 26th, oh, crap, what year is this? All right, so the time of this case is January 26th. 2011. So Ellie at this point is 27 years old. Okay. Like I said, she's preparing for um, a wedding, all that stuff. This on this particular day, she lives with her fiance, Sam Goldberg. That's important. Sam in the morning goes uh, to the gym for about an hour and he comes back and the door's locked from the inside. And he's, he's, he like knocks on the door. He's like, okay, the door. Yeah. The front door of their apartment. He knocks on the door and he's like, what the heck? Why is it locked? And it's bolted from the inside. So so someone on so the inside. And yeah. Yeah. And it's bolted. It's not even like he ha- he could use a key to open it. It's the it's the bolt on the door. Gotcha, gotcha. He's like shaking. the. He's like, OK, what's what's going on? So he texts her like, hey, they typically leave their like doors unlocked. Then? I, maybe if it this sounds like he was, this, he was leaving for a second. He was leaving for a second because it's an in gym, it's in the building. The gym you. is in the building. Oh, so he, it's I an gotcha, apartment gotcha, complex. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so he, he comes back, and he the door's locked. He doesn't understand why she's not responding, so he texts her. He's like, hey, unlock the door. Hey, what the heck? He's getting more irritated the more he's texting her, and he's not getting a response. So he breaks the door down. And he's scared. Yeah. And what he sees causes him to call 911, and I'm going to play that clip for you so that we can just, just react okay. to, this, to this clip. Please hurry. 4601 Flat Rock? Yes. What's wrong? 
my, my, I just, my, I went downstairs to go work out. I came back up. The door was latched. My fiance's inside. She wasn't, she wasn't answering. So after about a half hour, I decided to break it down. I see her now just on the floor with blood. She's not, she's not responding. Okay. Is she breathing? She, I, <laughs> Look at her chest. I need you to calm down, and I need you to look at her chest. It's really. I don't think she. I really don't listen, think she is. Listen to me. Someone's on the way. Look at her chest. Is she flat on her back? <laughs> She's on her back. So okay, I her... Look at her chest and tell me if it's going up and down, up and down. I don't see her moving. Okay. Do you know how to do CPR? I don't. Okay. I can tell you what to do. Okay. Until they get there, I want you to keep her. Oh God. Hello. Yeah, hi, okay. Are you willing to do CPR with me over the phone so they can... I, get, I, I have to, right? Okay, so get her flat on her back, bare her chest, okay? You want to rip her shirt off. Okay, kneel down by her side. Oh, my God. Ellie, please. Listen, listen, you can't freak out, sir, because you Okay, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to. Her shirt won't come off, it's a zipper. Rip oh, my off. God, she stabbed herself. Where? She fell with a knife. Oh, no, her knife's sticking out. Oh, uh, what? There's a knife sticking out of her heart. Oh, she stabbed herself? I, I guess so. I don't know where she fell on it. I don't know. Okay, well, don't touch it. Okay, so, so I just, just let her down. Here now? I mean, what do I do? No, I mean, you can't. If the knife is in her chest, it's going to be kind of hard for you to do CPR at this time. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Police with operator. 277. Is All someone right. coming here? Yes, they are. You said 4601 flat right, right? Yes. Okay, someone's on the way, and the knife is still inside? Mr. what? The knife is still inside of her? Yes, I didn't take it out. Is it her chest or what area? It's, it's in her heart. chest. It's like, it looks like it's right. It looks like it's right in her heart. Okay, someone's on the way out there, okay? Just get oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. How old is she? She's 27. 27, and there's no sign of life at all? No, no, arm. no, please don't be. What? Been trying to her arm and tell me she responds to pain. She's. Ellie! She's not, she's not. Her arm and her hands are still warm. I don't know what that means. But there's blood every. I mean. I know, but you can't. And the knife is still inside of her. How far? Can you see how far it went in? It looks pretty deep. Okay. It looks like it's a long knife. Don't touch anything. Yeah, don't touch anything. Okay? I'm not touching anything. It's just weird. I can't believe it. So that's a lot to unpack. Wow. So let's let's start. <laughs> first of all, when I first looked into this case, I was like, oh, an, another locked room mystery. Because according to Sammy Boy here, it was locked from the inside. How mysterious. How could how could this have happened? What I noticed, I really <laughs> I listened to too many 911 calls where people are faking shock. And this whole I cringed for like the majority of this 911 call 
because I'm like, it okay. It was literally painful. To yeah. yeah. At, at he the, said, he said, oh, she stabbed herself. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what kills me is he, he didn't. Okay. He starts off. Oh, no. She must have fallen and hit her head. She her fell face, her, right on the knife. R- right in her heart. Well, it's weird because he says her face is a little purple. So clearly she was facing him, you know, laying on her back, facing him. He says her face is a little purple. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Let me try to do CPR. What kills me too is he, said, he didn't guy, want to do said, CPR. He said, well, I have to, don't I? Yeah, I have but, to. Well, you're twisting my arm. I guess I got to save my fiance's oh, just, life. Just my fiance. Yeah. She's just laying there in a pool of blood. I, I guess I have to save her. And then That's he, kind of the protocol. And right? then he panics because he's like, they're gonna notice the knife when they get here. So he unzips her jacket and goes. Oh no! There's a knife sticking out of her chest. I didn't see that before. I didn't see that when I saw her purple face. All the time. I, so, yeah. Between that 911 call, which you could kind of almost hear. It wasn't genuine. It was not genuine shock and concern. No. To me. No. And even the 911 dispatcher, that second one he was talking to that was trying to get him to do CPR, her voice changed. Oh, she said, oh. Oh. Oh, there's a knife. Oh, there's a knife. And it's just the two of you. Oh. Okay. Oh, her shirt isn't coming unzipped. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I guess it's a little hard to do CPR when you stabbed her in the chest, huh? Yeah, she, that that lady knew what was up. She knew what was happening. Amazing. Her voice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, go on. Tell me about the investigation. So, between. When the cops come. So, that's where we st- we're starting from, right? That 911 call right off the bat. You're like, okay, she slipped in. Sketch it's so yeah. sketchy. Like, yeah. we think we kind of know what happened. Yeah. The minute that the police show up. Sam is handcuffed and taken to the station, yeah, so clearly they suspect something. Yeah. Something too. You don't do that with a fiance who happened upon an accident. You don't do that. You you do that if there's you know signs so of a murder. You know, because like I feel like if he wanted to get away with it, mm-hmm. it would have been like uh, somebody stabbed her. Yeah, someone somebody someone else, broke in. Somebody else. Uh, in the in the tiny one hour interval that I was gone, someone else got somebody angry. attacked her. Yeah, yeah. He he was not drug tested. He was not asked for DNA samples. None of that. He was just handcuffed. He was taken to the police station. He was asked for a statement. And then he was released. Yep. Based on the lack of defensive wounds on little Ellie, uh, the claim that the door had been bolted from the inside and the fact that nothing from the apartment was stolen, the police investigated it as a suicide. Shut up. Nope. They invest suicide, which meant too that her apartment. I'm sorry, you said the knife was like in her heart. It was in her chest, yeah. And there were stab wounds in. We'll get to we'll get to her autopsy later. It gets even crazier than that. But it, it, yeah, that's okay. n- not typically where you stab yourself. I I realize that I should have also like put a suicide warning at the beginning of this episode too, because there's a lot of like. Granted, they're all false, but there's a lot of accusations and theories about, like, what happened, and most of them are related to her mental health. But I'll get to my strong feelings about those theories later, too. Gotcha. Um, Within 24 hours of this whole thing happening, right, Melissa Ware, she's the property manager of the apartment complex, she gets a call from Sam's uncle, whose name is James Schwartzman. Good old Uncle James. I didn't mention this before, but he actually had arrived to the apartment complex before first responders were even there. Oh, the uncle did. The uncle, who is a high-powered lawyer 
by by the way, just FYI. Little figure. Yeah, good old good old Uncle James. So James calls so Melissa Ware. He probably called him before he called the cops. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh huh. So he calls. That's suspicious. It's more. It's massively suspicious. So he calls Melissa. 24 hours after this place is a crime scene, right? And asks if he could have access to the apartment because he needs to grab some things that the family needs for Ellen's funeral, including um, a suit for Sam. And Melissa was like, this is okay. Well, let me let me find out if you can. She calls the police department and asks about access to the apartment, which is a normal thing. You know, property manager, she's got to get it cleaned up and, you know, move on. The police told her there was no restriction because it was a suicide. So anybody could go in and out of there. So the, the police immediately... Immediately. Them? Yeah. That's so sketchy. Immediately. And then they just let anybody go in. Now, granted, okay, I'm going to give Melissa some credit. When the police said, yeah, no, there's no restriction. Anyone can go into that apartment. Melissa was like, okay, well, a horrible thing happened. So I think I'm going to take a video of the apartments, the state of the apartment. Yeah. And then... I'm going to actually, she asked them, she was like, well, who cleans this? Who cleans up this, this mess? And the police is like, well, it's not a homicide. It's a suicide. So we can give you our, the number to this third party cleanup crew called crime scene cleanup. Who, that's literally, that's what they do. They clean up crime scenes. And, and then you have to, right? It's a really, really rough profession. I couldn't do it. No, I wouldn't have no. the stomach for but, that. But and I have a pretty God tough stomach. They're, they're out there yeah. helping people out. Yeah. So they, uh. They're like, yeah, here's the number. Um, good luck. So Melissa, like the complex had to foot the bill and stuff, but she contacted them after she took a video and they cleaned it up. And then she let James into the apartment, which was still not a great move, but I don't blame Melissa. I blame the police on that. Um, Uncle James went in and he took one of Sam's suits and he took Ellie's cell phone and three laptops that were in the uh, apartment, two of which were Ellie's laptops. One oh, yeah. one for work and one for, for personal use. Now, it's, it's interesting to note that when police first got there to the scene and they, like, arrested Sam and all that stuff, there was no suicide note anywhere. Not on her computers, not on what, anything. What an odd time to commit suicide while you're before, right before you're going to get married, which is a huge time. And she had a laptop open with, like, wedding planning stuff. Oh, like, there was wedding planning stuff in the apartment. She was actively planning. So odd. And she was in the kitchen cutting fruit. Like, who who starts time. chopping up some, some apples and goes, you know what? You know what? Let's just, let's just end it here. Sorry, not funny. It's not funny. No, this, not is, funny. this is this a... This is not a funny thing. I want to actually shout out to Stephanie Harlow. If anyone listens to her podcast or watches her on YouTube, she covers a lot of really good true crime cases and she does serious deep dives when she covered this case she actually said something that really resonated with me she said it's insulting yes that they would use her yes. mental health yes like this absolutely because if any of you have struggle yeah that's a real thing this really cheapens the entire absolutely the entire struggle that could have been legitimate but in her case it's not and they're just using it as like a no, as a as a patsy it's so obvious. Mm -hmm. it is it's terrible so okay I, I know, I know, but you let, told let's. Me I was going to. I, I knew, I knew you would, because I got heated. I just kept getting more and more upset. So. It just boils with rage. Yeah. yeah. So on the twenty seventh, the day after they find Ellie, right? 
they talk to her therapist because again this is a suicide angle so they're like well we'll do the bare minimum investigation i guess and that means talking to the therapist where, where are we located philadelphia okay yeah sorry i didn't say that at the beginning we're located in, be like in philly cases because like the fact that they they deem this a suicide so quickly i really i don't know if i would prefer them to have been overloaded and that's why they sucked so bad yeah. on this case or all of them were just manipulated by a high-powered lawyer. I don't know which one I would prefer. It's shocking. It is, yeah. So when they talk to her therapist, her therapist's name is Ellen as well, Dr. Ellen Berman. She was relatively new. She had only seen her like three times, I think. Um, She expressed that Ellie had extreme anxiety and was overwhelmed by work in the wedding, which is perfectly reasonable. Yeah, that's normal. That is a normal thing to be overwhelmed about. That's a normal thing to go to a therapist to talk through. How do I deal with the stress? This is a lot in my life. Being a teacher is stressful. We just talked about that. There's bureaucracy. There's the students. Um, The therapist did not mention any signs of suicide. She was like, no, she was just she was just anxious. She was just stressed out. She did mention that Ellie was considering a job change. Okay. Which also seems like a normal coping thing. Sure. Like, oh, this well, is... that would cause anxiety, changing Yeah. Jobs. Well, and that's a, like Especially a... if you're planning a wedding. It's a normal solution, too. Like, I'm overwhelmed. My job is one of the factors. I still want to go through with my wedding. So, like, the one thing I can eliminate is this job stress. Well, it also sounds like she's taking her mental health into her hands by seeking out a therapist. Exactly. Like, she's making a, steps. Yeah. She's also, she's talking to her mom a lot about her mental health. And her mom, it sounded from like personal records that they got from ellie's like journal and text messages and stuff it sounded like her mom was a little bit hesitant about medication but then ellie was getting good results and so her mom was very supportive so this was not something that she was like hiding away withdrawing at all she was she was openly talking about it which is important it's very important so she um the therapist said that she was like glowing every time she talked about her wedding she never said anything bad about sam she had no- nothing ever negative to say, which I honestly, I think that's a little weird <laughs> because there's got to be one thing like, you know, like even yeah. if it's just in passing, like, oh, he kind of irritates me when he leaves the toilet seat up, you know, like stuff like that. Nothing, nothing negative to say about this man. Um, mm. However, I want to point out that she only met with a therapist three times. So if there was anything going on that was related to someone she was living with, I don't know if she would that quickly tell her therapist about it yeah and sometimes, i mean it takes time yeah to, to trust her to yeah issues. exactly exactly so th- this is a relatively new mm-hmm. um mental health relationship so the therapist prescribed her zoloft and then that didn't work very well so she switched to a low dose of xanax and then ambien and clonopin jesus the uh that's uh, a lot yeah yeah a lot of meds to be pre- like that's two benzos one SSRI and then like that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a heavy dose of medication. She said that it was working. The, yeah. uh, and all of them were found like the appropriate doses of those were found in her system. Yeah. That's notable in yeah. her Wait, autopsy. Two thousand eleven. Okay, this tracks because yeah, like there's sorry I'm going on a tangent. No, go ahead. Be informative. Um, no, um, just so everyone knows, like benzos were like over prescribed at one point, and that's the Xanax and the Clonopins. That makes sense. These are medications that are used to treat anxiety. She has a psych background, just so you guys know. Yeah. She's not just talking fluff. <laughs> no, I have a degree in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it's uh, but but they're they're only for short term use. Yeah. You know, they they're used to treat anxiety, but only only in the short term. 
and well they, maybe it was just till the wedding maybe well, it there, was there, there was a time where they were over prescribed and then people had issues oh what kind of issues did they have uh, well you become dependent oh okay and but not like be, suicidal right no not just, on benzos okay. however with a zoloft mm-hmm. um, with an ssri sometimes well the zoloft was the one that didn't work so she, she switched to the Xanax. So the only three she was on was okay. Xanax, Ambien, and Klonopin. Okay, well, not typically. I mean, sometimes with Ambien you can have weird side effects. But, yeah. like, typically, you know, that's more of, like, a, a worry with, like, an SSRI. Like, right. you might have, like, some suicidal ideation sometimes. Sometimes. It sounded like the way she was talking to her mom about her treatment, she was really excited. She was like, it's working. I feel like a person again. Like, this is actually, like, I feel good. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't sound like oh, I'm having. Panic, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it was helping her. I don't think anything that the therapist said, if I were a detective on this case, I don't think anything that the therapist said would have told me she was probably suicidal. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. yeah. None of that. Especially how open she was being about everything yeah. with her mom. Well, and with everyone. Um, so let's talk about the evidence for a second. Okay. Nothing was taken from the house, right? No, there was a laptop. There were three laptops, like I said. Um, her engagement ring, which she wasn't wearing. It was in her bedroom. It was still there. All of her money was still there. Nothing. Nothing was missing. So clearly not a robbery, right? We know who did it, but let's just pretend like we're investigating this objectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that. Um, no, suicide note was found. She was found sitting on the floor in the kitchen with her head and some of her upper body and shoulders resting against the lower half of the kitchen cabinet. So she was sitting up. She was slumped a little bit, but she was sitting up. She wasn't, like, flat on the ground. Like, in I don't... In the kitchen. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. There was a knife embedded in her left chest through her clothes. Through her clothing. Not underneath the jacket he had to unzip. I just want to point that out. We all know he's lying. But, like, for real? The autopsy said it went through her clothes, and you're going to pretend like it was hiding underneath her jacket. <laughs> Sam, you dum-dum. So many opinions about this fellow. Um, she had multiple stab wounds at the chest where the knife is located, a few superficial nearby, one to the left upper chest near the clavicle, and two more at the mid chest between and below the breasts. She was stabbed a total of 20 times, including her head and the back of her neck. That sounds like suicide to me. Gosh darn it. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a textbook suicide. That's where I would do it. Good gracious back of her neck i can't even reach a knife and it's a kitchen it's a kitchen knife you guys can't see this but it was like this big it was not a short knife yeah that like a butcher's knife yeah Yeah. she was cutting fruit with it she wasn't how would you even i don't think i could angle it the way that it's angled if i was stabbing myself in the back of the neck picture this you're cutting fruit yeah your husband your fiance says oh i'm gonna go to the gym and you say, this is it. This, this is, is my, my chance. After I finish cutting this pineapple. Yeah. That is Why cut the pineapple? Absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. Nothing about absurd. this should, te- should scream suicide. Nothing. Oh. It's so, Ellie deserves so much oh. better. Like so much better. Okay. There's going, no evidence of a struggle. There's no evidence oh, of a struggle. This lack of a struggle is what they leaned on a lot. When they're like, it's suicide. Obviously, she wouldn't struggle if she's doing it to herself. She, she was little. She was little. And he was bigger than her. And, and that's also the person that you love. 
why would she put up arms she wouldn't assume and also some of the stab wounds he could have if the ones in the back let me just walk you through this as if i'm a forensic investigator okay if you're standing facing the counter cutting up fruit fiance comes in who knows what he's he's going on about he could be they could be arguing he could have just on a whim decided let's just off her real quick let's just get rid of this chick who knows what's going on in his head he comes up if he stabs her in just the right part of the neck she could have been paralyzed and not able to protect Absolutely. herself, which is why no struggle would be had. Did the, did the autopsy uh, explain the, the extent of the wounds? Let me scroll down. Sorry. No, it's okay. We can skip I'm around. Being so serious. It's this is a this case is bananas. It's bananas that that well, it was it, so poorly handled. Well, I think it's upsetting because it, I already feel a sense of injustice. Yeah. For her. Uh huh. I my heart seriously goes out so hard to Ellie and her family. Yeah. And her family has been fighting. They're still fighting. To, and I'll, I'll update you on the case as of, like, I think last year. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So uh, according to her autopsy, she, okay, stabbed eight times in the chest, a gash on the side of her scalp, a gash in her stomach, and ten in the back of her neck and head. So she was stabbed basically all over, basically. Ten in the back of her neck and head. And and it was ruled suicide. Even if you fell on a knife, even if you fell and it was an accident that you stabbed yourself in the head, not that many, ten times, you don't accidentally do that. And then and you don't even intentionally do that. I never said that she had a history of self-harming. Nope. But you know what there was a history of? According to the autopsy, and this is where that domestic violence trigger warning at the beginning comes into play. She had numerous unexplained bruises on her upper and lower extremities, all where it could be covered by clothing. That's notable. Mm -hmm. um, all in various stages of healing, which means it must have happened over time for a regular, over a regular basis, mm -hmm. over weeks or months. Now, I want you to remember, it was like three months maybe before her death where she was starting to see a therapist. So if her abuse started a few months ago and she was feeling particularly anxious, maybe it wasn't her job. Maybe it wasn't necessarily the wedding planning. Maybe it was the man she was marrying was knocking her around a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she was starting to be incredibly anxious about it. Didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, that would cause a high... Uh, high anxiety. But if you're... When you're in an abusive relationship, you're not immediately going to blame them. No. So for her and to go to her therapist... are extremely... Like, it is not as simple as leaving. No, it's not. It never is. I don't think she would... I think personally, it's probably why she was so glowing in therapy about her her fiance. She's like, "There's nothing wrong with him. Nope, we're not going to talk about him. He's he's well, perfectly fine. If, we're going to blame my job because that's easier to blame. That's easier to accept. Yeah, yeah. It's more difficult to accept that someone that is supposed to love and care about you would physically harm you. Right, right. Yeah. So that's that is my theory based on the autopsy results i one of the theories for all the bruising and stuff was that she was into into uh, contact sports she wasn't she didn't do sp she worked out but that wouldn't cause that that kind of bruising no, right no. um yeah i really think i really think it was it was the case of abuse that just escalated and he just went back crap crazy and killed her i mean it's it sounded like a frenzy yeah but, yeah that, 20 and, times buddy 20 that, times like, he was only gone for an hour right he claims he claims he was gone and for an you, hour the, 
to stab yourself. Yeah. Deep. Mm-hmm. In the chest. Yeah. Think of what it would take to stab yourself in the side of the head. The amount of force. She's small. Yeah. She was small. She couldn't have done that. It's there's no. In the back of your like it would take such. Yeah. Even an amateur like me can look at that and be like, um, there's no way. No, there's no way. There's no. no way. I mean, and even you know, you know, like actual suicides. Yeah. Yeah. There's hesitation. There's hesitation marks. Yeah. There's you know like. There's well, in the body part that they that they harm is going to be different. It's not going to be the back of their head. It's not going to be the back of the head. No. It's not going to be the chest. Probably not the chest. I mean, maybe it is. But that, again, it would take it's a lot of force. Especially with women, it's statistically more likely for them to do something like poison themselves or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Because right. that's easier to do. Yes. It's easier. It's more like, it's crazy. So we're going to actually, this is going to be a two-parter. We're hitting the 30-minute mark. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to pause on this terrible note. And we're going to end uh, this episode on a sweet is, note. It's a tough one. Yeah. Part two, we'll dive into the rest of the evidence that was in the apartment, the events following the investigation. We're going to talk a little more about the autopsy, too, because there are some weird things surrounding the report that happened. A lot of, like, conspiracy-esque things. Yeah. So there's a lot more to unpack. We're going to get to that in part two. But for now, let's end on a sweet note and have Mindy bring us our sweet okay, sweet today. this is so hard to, like, walk away from this case. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I want to keep going. <laughs> You're like, um, I don't want to have a drink. a difficult one. But yeah. I am really excited about these snacks. Yes. So, um, if you know me, <laughs> you know, like, I really like frogs. <laughs> she really loves frogs. And so I have some Haribo gummy frogs yeah. today. I love gummy food. Yes. I, am, I have been kind of like on a gummy kick lately. I love so it. I love sorry, it. But I'm really excited because they're frogs. They're shaped like frogs. You could probably get them like anywhere that sells like candy. Where did Cocoa? you Where did you get them? Like Walmart or something, or Kroger? Oh, five below. Oh, five below. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, candy. Candy. Let's do some so, candy. All right, we're okay. gonna try this and we're gonna rate it. Okay, they're cute. They're like little green, little green. Oh, I got a cluster of frogs. They're little green boys with like a creamy bottom. A little white belly. Ready? It smells very fruity. Okay, go. It does. More ASMR. <laughs> Ooh, hmm. Okay, so I'm detecting some peach. Yeah, very fruity. Yeah. I like them, but yeah. it's not my favorite fruit flavor. Yeah, I like them too. I, um, like I'd keep eating them, but maybe not five skulls. No. Maybe three and a half, maybe four. I'm, I'm gonna go with a solid three. Three? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I and I'm really I'm giving most of the points because they're frog shaped. <laughs> the aesthetic is an important detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of this white. Yeah. Is that? It's, it's kind of like a marshmallow. You think that's where the peach is? The I peach flavor? I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't like the uh, texture. What's your favorite fruit? Like fruit flavored stuff. Because I, I, I like. I prefer, like, especially with gummies, I like, like, watermelon and strawberry kind yeah, of flavors yeah, like and raspberry. strawberry, lime. Ooh, lime's good. Yeah. I don't like peach. I don't really like grape or orange. Yeah, but grape-flavored things don't actually They're taste. nasty. Yeah. I'm going to have another one, but... Yeah, I would definitely still I'm eat the go whole bag. Uh, three, uh, three skulls. Three skulls and, like, a little fly <laughs> around. <laughs> That's 
Get hey, they have a fly emoji. We can actually post that on Instagram. Three skulls and a fly. All right. Well, that was a good. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. It was not bad. Hey, this was a rough episode to this listen is, to, so take care of yourselves. Seriously. And I want to, like, if you are feeling... Ellie was not suicidal. But that doesn't mean that it's not a thing that can still happen. So if you are feeling some kind of way, you're going through a hard time... If you're having those feelings... Please talk to somebody. Please talk please. to somebody. Please reach out to somebody. Please get help. Go get a therapist. Also, talk to a friend. Also, time is really hard. Oh. I know personally I've had issues with it. Seasonal depression is real, guys. It is it's a serious thing. So, from, so. From, from our hearts, yeah. take care of yourselves. Yeah. And we will we will see you next time. Thanks for cookies and criming with us. Yep. Okay, bye. Bye.